Life is not about waiting for the storm to pass, guys. It's about learning how to dance in the fucking rain. Welcome to Steel Jack City. Build strength. Get jacked. Begin today, it continues tomorrow, and it never fucking dies. Carve the mindset. The back's against the wall. The only way out is to put the work in. Now here's your host, C-Roy. What's your passion? My passion is fucking passion. Nailed it. Good job. <laughs> Pro up. Oh. Welcome to the, what podcast is this? <laughs> oh, excellent. You're good. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Sarah just completely <laughs> dropped the ball big time on the intro there, but we'll let it slide. Just- it's late. It's late. We're recording this late at night. Well, like, so. I don't know what the intro is. Like, it's whatever you want it to be. Oh, then restart it. I can, I'll can. nail Just it. Just go. It's too late no, now. No, go. <laughs> I okay. just can't. Yeah. Excellent. Can't put you under pressure, apparently. Do you even know what we're going to talk about today? No, I was just going to go, like, be me. Go uh, with it. <clears throat> no. Okay. So it's late. Recording this one late. It's late in the week, too. Not only is it late late night, well, late night for me. It's almost 8 o'clock. Yeah, like we've been bed in like an hour. We I know, right? We haven't even showered yet. But it's late because I put this off because I had the idea. I, I planted the seed last week in last week's show that I was going to talk about how <sighs> I navigated corporate America. Are you yawning it's on so, the it's, air? It's so late. Are you serious right now? I apologize. Turn away or something when you got to do that. How rude. Unprofessional. You work in corporate America? Am I in corporate America at this very moment? No, I'm tired. I worked all day in corporate America. Show some respect to our listeners. Anyway, (laughs) I planted the seed in last week's show that I was going to talk about how I navigated corporate America. (laughs) For those of you that don't know, I worked in corporate America. (laughs) What? You know, I haven't swore... I haven't said the F word in a while. I've been doing really well, but I feel like you're going to force me to you can get under my skin and force me to drop because some Because I, for real, work in corporate America? I, re- I really worked in corporate America. How can you say that I didn't work in corporate okay, America? Okay, continue. Say what you got to say. You look at me like a freaking asshole. I worked in corporate America for seven months. Yes, sir. True or false? I had a job for a Fortune 500 company for seven months, working in a cubicle, sitting at a desk. True or false? True. So why do you laugh at me? Yes, I was a co-op. I wasn't a full-time employee. You walked around eating chicken out of a Ziploc bag. You hardly took it seriously. We're going to get to how I navigated. That's the point of today's show. All right, continue. I'm sorry. I apologize. Sarah has worked. So I actually, the, the company I worked for is the company that Sarah currently works for. Yes, we work together. Not really together. At the same facility. 
we worked at the same facility, um, the same company, but we were on different floors, different departments. Departments. Like, honestly, I don't, I mean, I rarely ever saw you there. I'm busy working. Plus, I didn't want to infringe on your territory. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, Plus, because I knew, uh, I probably didn't look the best from the people's eyes, the way I acted. But we'll get into that. I I work in HR, by the way, too. So we set all like the company's policies and procedures. And yeah, I mean, I definitely kind of stuck out, and I just didn't want to make anybody look bad. But we're gonna get into that. So, like I said, today's show, we're gonna talk about how I navigated corporate America because I know that my job is very uncommon. Not a lot of people have a job like mine. Most people have a job like you would find in a corporate America type setting, you know, sitting at a desk all day, confined to a a chair, sitting in front of a computer or some sort of seated activity like that. Um, And there's a lot of bad things that go in line with that. So I wanted to share with you guys my experience and how I navigated that whole process and kept my fitness and my health at the forefront of my mind. And we have Sarah here. That's another reason why this is later in the week. Usually I post these podcasts. I, I, I post them around Monday or Tuesday, and it's we're recording this Thursday night because it was the first time that I could get Sarah to help record. I wanted to have somebody from the corporate – I wanted to have a corporate voice to speak for everybody else. So when I start going off on my tangents, there's somebody that actually lives it that could uh, reel me back in and maybe – have some rebuttals. Maybe if I if if the, if you think I'm getting a little too unrealistic, and then I can further prove to you how you can get past this. Maybe so. Basically, Chris asked me to be a guest on his show so that he could argue with me for however long this podcast no, is. Not necessarily. Yeah, I mean, he just said I could rebuttal him for him to further prove that I'm wrong. Therefore, he uh, brought me on well, to argue. We'll see how it goes. First off, we're going to team up, okay? So first, I I just – you have no idea what we're doing any of this. You had no idea about any of this. But um, I made some made some, no, some notes earlier, some talking points that we're going to go through. Okay. Together, I want us to list anywhere from, you know, I don't know, three to five. What are you doing? Stop. Oh, sorry. Okay, continue. What the hell are you doing? Like the way that your hair was folded, it looked like there was something in it. I thought it was like a bug or something, but it wasn't. It was just your hair. Wow. Anyway, okay. Um, list anywhere from like three to five. Um, what you think the biggest challenges as far as health and fitness goes? You know, just overall health. Um. Three to five of the biggest challenges that people in a corporate America oh, or, or desk environment face. So I'm going to start because I know what the biggest one is. No, I want to start because I actually work in corporate America. Okay, Sarah, what do you want to say? The biggest yeah. challenge, like from when you set me up on like a standard, this is how many times you have to eat per day and when you should eat and things like that. Um, at that point in time. I was going from meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting. Like literally like in my meeting, I would look at where's my next like 
room that I have to be in for my next meeting. And I'd be running to that meeting, get out of that meeting and run to the next. There were many times where I didn't even like get a lunch break because I had so many meetings or so many things to do. Um, there'd be conference calls during lunch, things like that. So it's not like I couldn't fit in five meals a day. Okay, so what's the challenge? What it, like, can can you give me a summarized version of this so I can write not, it on like a list? Oh, not being able to have scheduled meals. Okay, we'll just say fitting in meals. Okay, fitting in meals in like timetable within the timetable or whatever. Correct. Okay, my turn. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go with sitting. Everybody sits. You're sitting at your desk. You're sitting in a meeting, sitting at lunch. Like you're sitting a, a lot. Like that was one of the first things I noticed when I started working there. Like I was getting so antsy because I had to sit so much. There's a lot of things you can do though to fix that. Extended sitting. Well, there's a lot of things you can do to fix all this stuff. Sure. So we're going to go over okay. Extend it. Okay, your turn. What's one other one you got? Um, what I? Uh, sorry, because I'm married to you, so a lot of the excuses I had are gone. No, <laughs> like, that's like why you're person? here. That's why you're here. I wanted should the I voice of corporate America here. Also, like, can I say like like the normal? Yeah, like, like what do you find person, people? Yeah, what are you finding people? Yeah. Um, one being super tired, like, and you use that as an excuse to like because honestly, like working. It, so lack it, lack of energy. Yeah, lack of like staring at a computer all day is draining. Talking to people all day is draining. <laughs> it's tight, like lack of energy to. And, like, lack of motivation. Like, if I'm at work for nine hours a day, the last thing I want to do is go to the gym. Mm. I'm tired. I want to come home and sleep. Lack of energy. So, essentially, lack of energy to get to go to the gym. Yeah. To go to the gym. I don't really necessarily have that anymore, though. Like, I look forward to working out three days a week. Mm. But it's finding that balance, too. Balance of what? Like, before, I felt like I had to work out every single day. Like... Because I sit all day. Mm -hmm. But then I found the balance of like, okay, I don't necessarily sit all day anymore. I can stand at my desk. I can walk around a yeah, lot. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that. Okay. Um, what's another challenge that you see? Maybe not you personally, but what do you see a lot of people fight with? Like, I Well, there's a lot of like um, temptation around you when it comes to like – I know at corporate America, like there's always like snacks everywhere yeah, and like donuts. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. um, so we'll say poor food choice. Yeah, people always got dishes on their desks. People I mean, I have it at my desk. People. I can't say, I'm literally in this candy supplier in my office. Well, that's great. <laughs> um, poor food choice. Yeah, people bring donuts in. Um, they have, you know, I don't turn down they have, they'll have like department parties or birthday parties. People always bring in stuff. Like there was always something Yeah. in like available. I could go somewhere in the building and get something. Yeah. Um, so poor food choice. We have one more for a nice top rounded off top five. Stress. Yeah, that's a good one. Stress. I was thinking maybe going along with 
Uh, I guess we could fit that in with the fitting in the timetable, but as I say, preparation is a big thing for people, but that's not necessarily corporate America. That's just pretty much everybody, but stress, that is a big one. So boom. Okay. We got a nice top five, I think. So the first one we have is fitting in meals in the given timetable. And for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, timetable, like you're supposed to be eating every two to three to four hours, um, you know, small meals frequently throughout the day. We've all heard that. And when I put Sarah on her program, the one that worked like a charm, I might add. It really did, though. Got, Honestly, I couldn't even work out. Got super I... lean. There's a, there's a program she could complete while she was traveling to Kentucky every other week, and she did. Would you lose like 11 or 12 pounds? More than that. And you got really lean. Um, it was 11 weeks. I think I lost close to 20 pounds. But that was one of the things. Is like she Not was eating, working out, she, may, may I ask. She was eating frequently um, every two to three to four hours. Um, so that's what we meal, meet, mean by fitting in meals in a given timetable. Number two, we have extended Sitting, sitting for long periods of time. Number three, we have lack of energy to go to the gym after work because you're tired from working all day, from sitting at a desk, from staring at a computer screen, whatever it is. Number four, we have poor food choices. There's always temptation around. And then lastly, we have the big one, stress, which I'm glad we got in there. So all of these – what? So you're welcome. Oh, Okay. <laughs> So all these, I had to deal with all of these at some point or another in my tenure. <laughs> what are you laughing at? I worked there. Okay, continue. What is so funny about that? I don't understand. I don't know. Just because you didn't work when you were there. You might I have, did too work. When I left, it. people told me the job that I did. So I had to my, – my main job there was – um, reconciling the company credit cards. So I had to deal with everybody that had a company credit card. And when I left, people were upset because they said I was by far the best P card person that they had ever seen. Okay. So I did work and I did damn good. And people were sad to see me leave. Probably. Yeah, so stop laughing. What would you do if I left and you said, yeah, I work out three days a week, and I just started laughing? You do! I just laughed. You're like, oh, you call that working out? <laughs> it is 100% what you do. I don't laugh at you when you say you, you work out. You call that working out. Jeez, now you got Preacher coming in here because he thinks we're fighting. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, okay, so I worked in corporate America for seven months, and I did a damn good job. I did it my way. It was a little – what's the word I'm looking for? Um, oh, I know what you're thinking. I can't find that word either. Uh, man, I hate when this happens, especially like when you're recording a podcast because then you just look like an asshole. <laughs> uh, the way I did it was very – Non-traditional. Yeah. But that's not it. That's yeah. not the word. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was a non-traditional way. I did things my own way. But it got the job done. You're Shiroi. That's what happens. And people and people remember you and appreciate liked you. Liked it. So who you are. So let's go. We're gonna break down each one of these. How I got past them. How Sarah has dealt with some of these. And hopefully, for all of you, all of you out there listening that work in this type of environment, you can start to take note of these, and not let your job be 
your excuse to not be the healthiest person you can be. So the first one, fitting in your meals within a given timetable. So you're supposed to eat those meals every two to three hours. You know, you're supposed to be eating something every two to three hours, small, frequent meals throughout the day. We've all heard that before. Now Sarah says, oh, I'm running from meeting to meeting to meeting. Why do you sound like that? I literally just spoke in my normal voice. Okay. Um, and I, I dealt with this too. I didn't have a ton of meetings when I worked there. So I could, I mean, I just easily ate at my desk. So this one wasn't a huge issue for me. Um, but I do have this problem sometimes at my current job when I have back-to-back-to-back clients or whatever it may be. Um, but if you look at map, map out your normal day. So let's let's use Sarah's schedule for an example. So you get to work at what time? Between 7.30 and 8. So we'll just say you get to work at 8 o'clock. Is that fair? Yeah. I think it's usually closer to eight most of the time. Okay. Who are you kidding? <laughs> What's wrong? Just <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and you leave at what, 4.30? Yeah. Okay. So you were at 8 to 4.30, and your lunches were around what time? About 11.30, 12 o'clock. 11.30, we'll just say 12 o'clock. We'll keep this math easy. So we have start work set start blah, 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 start work at eight, lunch at twelve, leave at four thirty. Good so far. Everything kosher. Okay. So work say out at five. Work that's out important. work out at five. Yep, that's another good uh, important time there. So we need on average, we'll just we'll make it even harder. We'll say six meals. Sometimes it's four or five, but we'll say. Average person eats six meals a day. When you say you have trouble fitting in meals, what meals are you having trouble with? Um, my first snack, or like my second meal. Okay, so which would have been this is easy. This is easy. So you have to leave first off. Breakfast is at home, so get your ass out of bed and eat breakfast. Right. So eat before you leave. So that's pretty easy. What time do you leave? Seven. So can I talk about my schedule like when I was actually doing all this and eating these meals? I'd wake up at 5.30, make my eggs and oats. At, like, so I'd eat them by like 5.45. Well, but this is this is really easy. We just need to say that you just eat before you leave the house. Okay. Well, you just asked what time. So, yeah, what time do you leave? Seven? Yeah. So you eat 6.30. Okay. You know, get but ready before, you... get ready after. doesn't matter. Okay. Okay. But Just I was at some yeah, point, 5.30, so that's a whole hour before because I got ready after. So you're already off an hour. Or you could just get ready after. It's not a big deal. You eat and then you brush your teeth and then you do your makeup. Or you could do it in reverse order. No, you can't because you can't brush your teeth. Like literally you eat, you brush your teeth, you do your makeup. You don't. Okay, whatever. Eat, okay, eat, eat at 5.30. Okay, thank you. Just listen to me to begin with. You eat at 5.30. You're done eating by what, 6? Mm-hmm. So you start eating at 5.30, done eating at 6. You leave the house at 7. Get to work at 8. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this last meal, I space my meals off by when I finish eating them because you're still eating up until that point. You know, Unless you're scarfing it down and you're eating it in two minutes. It usually takes you anywhere from five to ten minutes to eat, but whatever. We'll say you, you eat at 5.30. We'll even extend it and say you're done eating at 6. 
which you're not eating for half an hour, but whatever. So you're done eating at six. <clears throat> you get to work at eight. So if we're eating every two to three hours, that means your next meal, your next feeding is going to be somewhere around what? 9, 30, 10 o'clock? Did you say two hours? Two to three hours. Would be eight to nine. If you finish eating at six, three hours would be nine. You just said nine thirty, ten o'clock. Yeah, okay. When was your meet when was your snack? When did you Whenever I could fit it in. Okay. Anyway, this is this is really getting way longer than it needs to be. This is really simple. So check this out. You save your big meal for your lunch break. Mm -hmm. So that's your lunch. It doesn't have to be What happens if you can't get a lunch break then? Okay, worst case scenario, you go from eight o'clock till two o'clock without any breaks. You have how many meetings would that be? Oh, like no. six, six meetings in a row. Chris, it's happened where I've okay. really been in meetings from seven thirty in the morning until four thirty in the afternoon, no breaks at all. Okay. You ready for this? Yep. Which I feel like that's BS. It is not. But even if it even if it isn't, you ready for this? This yeah. is super easy. You get a big gallon, like one of those big ass gallon bags, like those Ziploc bags. Go to Whole Foods, go to whatever health store you have, like clean grocery store, and buy in bulk a shitload of cashews, almonds, raisins, dried blueberries, pumpkin seeds, whatever you want. Excuse me. And you make your own big-ass bag of trail mix. So worst-case scenario, you are – shit hits the fan at work and you're going seven hours straight, like on your feet, can't stop. You can always take in a little handful of a trail mix. If you can sit in a meeting and drink a coffee, you can sit in a meeting and, and throw little – handfuls of a trail mix to keep your blood sugar stable. Is that true or false? True. Okay. Okay. You. No, I don't know. But I'm saying. Like why are you okay. that's easy that's super easy to do. Okay. And you can just keep that's well, the reason I say a big ass gallon bags you just keep that in your cubicle. So when those days happen, boom, got this, pull it out in your drawer, it's right there, ready to go. How often do you have those days? Well in my old role, I used to have them all the time. Now I don't. I don't face this issue anymore. But I'm talking about for a normal What's person. all the time? When Define I, all the time. When I had my old role, it was like three days out of the five-day work week. It was like that. Okay. Because I supported a business here and in a different okay. state. So check this out. You have that big bag of trail mix. This is for emergencies. This is for those days when this shit happens. This is not your crutch. This is not the normal. You could have a protein shake. If you could sip on coffee in a meeting, you can sip on a protein shake. Now you got protein shake and a nice little trail mix. That's a com that's a complete. You're getting protein, you're getting fats, you're getting a little bit of carbohydrates, you're getting a little bit of everything. Like I said, this is not ideal, but it can get you through. You can get I'm not a big fan of protein bars. There's very few that I would pass off on, but worst case scenario, you can get those. And then there's always the option of just straight up fasting. 
if you know you're going to have a day like this ahead of time, you can plan for it. You can plan like a 24-hour fast. I do one once a month. So there you go. No excuses. Big bag of trail mix. Super easy to keep in your cubicle, your desk, drawer, whatever it is. You can even have a little individual. You could break them up into individual little baggies. So you have like single serving baggies. So you can just take those right into your meeting. And you can have protein powder depending on what your goals are. If you want the protein, if you need the protein and you can't go that long without protein, sip on some protein and snack on your your uh, trail mix. Super easy and you're still staying healthy and you're still staying on track. Would you agree? Okay. Are you sleeping right now? No, I'm not. Wake up. Let's go. We're going into number two. Extended sitting. This is super easy. Get off your ass. I do. Oh. Are you? I don't like that you're trying I'm, to I'm trying to engage you. You're, you're like, like you're like sleeping with, over here. Because you're arguing with me and I don't want you to. So last week, I'm not arguing with you. I'm trying to get some fire out of you over there. You're being a terrible co-host. You don't let me speak. You just argue with me so I don't speak. Arguing with you. So last week. I spoke about the dangers of extended sitting. If you didn't listen to last week's show, go listen to it. It's a great one. We've gotten some real good feedback on it. It's called Why You're Still Fat. And if you do this, there's a good chance that you might be overweight. If you're sitting all day long, listen to what happens when you sit all day long. Listen to last week's show. There's some interesting things that go on. But in front of me, I have this book. It's called Desk Bound, Standing Up to a Sitting World, written by Dr. Kelly Starrett. He's uh, most popular and known in the CrossFit community and his mobility wads. He's got a lot of good stuff online. Look him up on YouTube and, and social media. He's got a lot of good content. But he wrote this book, and I just I'm just gonna read some blurbs from you from the introduction. This is some scary shit, guys. This is how bad sitting is, extended sitting. Humans are not meant to sit for extended periods of time, if at all, really. So I'm just going to go ahead and read some of these for you. You've already heard – this is the introduction of, the, of this Deskbound book. You've already heard that sitting is the new smoking. While this may sound like ridiculously overblown media hype, the author of the phrase isn't backing down. Dr. James Levine, the director of the Mayo Clinic in Arizona State University, he says sitting is more dangerous than smoking – kills more people than HIV, and is more treacherous than parachuting. We are sitting ourselves to death. Pretty crazy. Let's check this out. Dr. Levine is backed by a number of experts, backed by a mountain of research. He argues that sitting for as little as two continuous hours, so sitting for two hours straight, increases the risk of heart disease, diabetes, metabolic syndrome, cancer, back and neck pain, and other orthopedic problems. Sitting will shorten your life just like smoking. And check this out too. This is, this is the effed up part. Many studies are also demonstrating that the effects of long-term sitting aren't reversible through exercise or other good habits. This means that if you eat well and work out religiously for an hour per day, but then sit for all or most of your other waking hours, the sitting behavior will chip away or even cancel out the benefits of all your exercise at the gym. 
you are still considered a sedentary person. Now, if you want to get into specific numbers, check this out. Um, an Australian study conducted in 2008 reports that every hour of television watched after the age of 25 reduces the viewer's life expectancy by 21.8 minutes. By comparison, smoking a single cigarette reduces life expectancy by 11 minutes. Yeah, that's messed up. Now listen to this one. For all you desk jockeys out there, this is the last one I got for you. The typical seated office worker has more musculoskeletal injuries than any other industry sector worker, including construction, metal industry, and transportation work workers. One researcher's conclusion, sitting is as much of an occupational risk as lifting heavy weights on the job. So he's covered a lot right there. That's just the introduction to this book. This book is thick as hell. But it's not just all scare, scaring you to death. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in here that shows you how to fix a lot of the problems with sitting, uh, mainly physically. Like I said, he's a CrossFit guy. He's a physical therapist. So it's a lot about fixing your posture and everything that happens. But sitting is just terrible for you guys. It's probably the easiest one to fix. Stand up. A lot of companies are... Uh, getting along with this, they're, they're starting to get on board. Um, some companies will offer standing desks. I tried to get the company I worked for to hop aboard that train and, and make them available to everybody before I left because my wife works there and I wanted to be available to her, but they didn't hop on board. You can only get one if you have an injury or something. Um, so I made my own when I worked there. Took a stack of books, propped up my uh, my mouse, and I took uh, two stands and put my monitor on it. And I made my own standing desk. People looked at me really weird, but uh, you know, I did my thing. But it's really easy, guys. Just even even you have to break it up. Even if you just get up, stand for thirty seconds, you have to break up the sitting. You know, try set a timer on your phone. Um, there's apps now that will go off every 15 to 20 minutes where you can just – it will remind you. You can just stand up, shake it out for a minute or two, and then you can sit back down. That will make a big difference. Um, so make sure you're not sitting all day long unbroken. I would go for so many walks when I worked in corporate America, like so many to the point where my boss was always asking where I was because I was probably walking around more than I was actually at my desk. I go for a walk every hour. Yeah, like even if it's just to the bathroom and back, to the drinking fountain and back, like, you know, walk around the, the section of the building you're in, whatever it is, just get up and move. It'll make a huge difference. Um, it's so easy. It's so simple. Um, so we're not going to spend a ton more time on that one. You got anything to add with that? Yeah. Okay. Next, lack of energy to go to the gym. This is Sarah's favorite. Not anymore. I've been good. Yeah, but even when you get to the gym, you sound like, oh, I'm so tired. Yeah, don't argue with me. I'm not arguing. Do you don't do that? Nope. Oh, great. I'm still there. But lack of energy to go to the gym. I mean, I hear this from everybody, too. You know, you work all day. It's hard to get in the gym. You ready for this? Super easy fix. Probably the easiest fix. Super simple. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? No, because I wouldn't want to slap you. Why? Because I can tell by looking at your face. Work out before work. 
No. Hey, if you if you're if you're committed and you want to get it in, wake up early. Yeah, go to bed earlier. Go to bed earlier. Wake up earlier. Get your workout in before work. How do then, I go to bed earlier if I have things to take care of at home? Like, uh, like, what if I had children at home and a husband at home? Like, how am I supposed to go to bed at six o'clock? Six o'clock. <laughs> six o'clock. <laughs> if we need twelve home. hours of sleep. Yeah. If you are gonna come home, wake six me up o'clock. Hey, when you get home, people do it. People do it. I've worked in a gym for ten years. A lot of people right at the door at five a.m. when the gym opens. Wake up at four, get a quick little breakfast in at the gym at five. You know what I like about those people? They're there to work. They ain't, it's not social hour. Like those people get in, get out. They get their stuff done in 30, 40, 45 minutes. They're out the door. Then they go home, they shower, eat, hit the brick, get to work. And the cool thing about them is when they're at work, they've already gotten so much out of their day. They're like fifth gear, blowing by everybody. Their coworkers are walking in the door. They're still wiping the sleepies out of their eyes. Like they just woke up. They rushed to work. This this person's already put in an hour in the gym, showered, ready to go. Maybe two meals in already. Mentally sharp already. They're blown past everybody else. That sounds great. Because once you get off work, you're done for the day. Exactly. Then that clock strikes four thirty or five. Whenever you get off, you just go straight home. You get home at five thirty. You got the whole night. To relax, chill, do whatever you need. But yeah, you gotta go to bed a little earlier. You gotta go to bed at maybe nine. Where could you do that? Maybe get, maybe get in bed at eight forty-five. You know, start winding down. Super easy fix. Or if you don't want to wake up early, then just man up. I mean, it's really that. I mean, there was days, yeah, where I got out of there and I was tired. And I was tired mainly because I was just depressed because I knew that's not what I wanted to do. And I was just really sad. And it drained me. But I still went to the gym and I still did it. I mean, you got to do the work. There's nothing around it. There's no magic potion. You're not going to take none of those garbage pre-workouts. They're all bad for you. So if you continually find yourself making excuses, not going to the gym after work because you're too tired... And get your ass up in the morning and do it beforehand. Try that for a little bit. Give it enough time. Give it three, four weeks consistently. Try it. Let your body acclimate to the new schedule before you write it off. Your gym's not open that early. How am I supposed to go work out at 5 o'clock in the morning? If you're you're working out at my gym, for for you specifically, A, you have a key. Okay. No, I'm talking about everyone else. Okay. Your gym's not open that early and you're preaching to them to be up that early to go to the gym. If we have demand for a class that early, then we will open that early. The reason we don't is because we have no interest. We don't have anybody that wants to work out that early. If we did, then we would have a class for it. That's what we did last year. We had a group of people. We had a group of four people that wanted to work out at 5 a.m., so we had a 5 a.m. class. But I work till 8 o'clock at night most nights, and I'm the only one there. So if I don't have to be there at 5 a.m., I'm not. But there you go. Those are your choices. Number four, poor food choice. I mean, do I really have to spend time on this? No. Just don't do it. Yeah. I mean, people bring in donuts. People bring in candy. I mean, 
Just look at the people that are eating those things and ask yourself if you want to look like that. Excuse me, I eat those things. Oh, you do? You do? You're eating donuts every day? When they're there and I want them, sometimes yes. It comes out. It's the first I've heard of this. That's such a lie. No, it's not. <laughs> you don't tell me these things. You tell me you lie to me there about ha- these things all the time. There haven't been donuts there in a long time. Actually. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, if you if you are serious, I mean, it's not hard. I mean, it's not like I eat that stuff every day. Like you, most definitely cannot eat that stuff every day. One that'll add to you being tired too, because it's not. Yeah, really people. Food. People they go out to lunch every day. They eat out every day. They eat all this stuff around the office. I mean. Be diligent, prepare your own food, bring it to the office, and that's what you eat. If you didn't prepare it, if it's not on your plan, you don't eat it. I mean, it's really that simple. That's the biggest thing, though. I think it's just lack of preparation. People don't prepare. People don't take the time to prepare their food. So when they get to the office and they're stuck without food, then they give in to the stuff that's just around them. Or they'll go out to eat with three or four people that are going out to lunch, and they end up getting caught up in the whole dog and pony show. Easy fix. Prepare your food, bring it to the office. I did that every single day. Brought in a, a bag with three, four, five meals in it. You heard Sarah say I would walk around. When I did my walks, because I wasn't sitting at my desk all day, I would get up, I would kill two birds with one stone. I'd eat my meal and I'd walk. And I'd have a bag of fucking chicken breast. Damn it. That's the first F word I said. I'd have a bag of chicken breasts and I'd walk around the hallways with a bag of chicken breasts and eating them right out of the bag like it was an apple. Full chicken breasts. People would look at me like I was nuts. That's okay. I'm cool with that. You ever heard that Arnold Schwarzenegger quote? It said, the last thing I want to be is like everybody else. It's a good one. What? Um, we wrap this thing up. It's been a long time. Uh-huh. 37 minutes, not too bad. Support food choice, there you go. Last one, stress. We haven't heard from Sarah in a while. Let's see how Sarah deals with stress. What do you, what do, you do to deal with stress on the job? <laughs> I get stressed. <laughs> no, I mean, it depends on what's causing the stress. So, I mean, I'm pretty lucky right now. I mean, the past couple jobs that I've been in it, are, well, the company, I haven't been that stressed or I've learned to deal with like triggers so a lot of the stress was caused from me feeling overwhelmed and like having a lot on my plate and not knowing how to like because everything like I don't know if other people can relate to this but every single email you get and every phone call you get and everything that you're asked to do everything is top priority it's high priority so like on an email there's like this exclamation point that you can hit so like when you send somebody an email it comes up as high importance I swear to you, like every email I would get from people had that, like saying that I had to read it immediately and and action was required immediately. So it's like me and my nature, like I want to make everybody happy and like, I don't want anybody waiting on me because I don't want to be the one to drop the ball, the ball. So my stress is always, how do I manage like every request that's coming my way while still having to attend all these meetings and be on top of my game because I have to present or whatever so it was really like sitting down and like creating a to-do list and things like that like that was the start of it but then the next thing is like even my work kind of like talks about this because they talk a lot about um 
like mental like wellness and um health and stuff like that so it's really like putting yourself first right so yes I'm I'm getting paid to do the job and getting paid to support people and influence people and things like that but if I'm not performing at my best because I'm not taking care of myself and my stress and things like that then I'm not performing at my best and I'm not influencing the people around me so right now it's like I look at what the stress is around me and how to deal with that and put that first instead of immediately doing everything that's asked of me from everyone else does that make sense yeah sure a little bit like if I'm feeling overwhelmed like my thing is like if I'm sitting at my desk the, and I feel uh, super the, stressed, the airplane rule. Well, it's, it's if I you gotta put your own oxygen mask on for before you. helping. Yeah. Like if I'm sitting at my desk and I feel super overwhelmed and stressed, I will get up and remove myself from the situation and go for a walk to clear my head and think about it before. Boom! I sit then down. she's not sitting. She yeah. moves one stone before I sit down and try to deal with the situation. And as she has shown, walking lowers cortisol, which is your stress hormone. Yeah, but, I always do. But yeah, stress stress is a, is a big one. Now, I'm going to add to this. I'm going to say not all stress is bad. People look at stress as the devil, and it can be in excess when there's too much of it. But stress is also our friend in some cases. It's the stress of a heavy weight on my biceps that makes it grow. It's the stress of hunger that makes you eat. You know, if it wasn't for the stress of hunger, man would have never have hunted, you know. The stress of being homeless makes you work, makes you, you know, bring a a paycheck home. You know, some stress is good. You need some stress in your life. Well, it motivates you for sure. Yeah, but it's too much stress when the stress starts to overflow into other aspects of your life. When, When the stress from work starts to affect your relationships and starts to affect the way you treat people, that's when stress becomes bad. Well, that's when you need to remove yourself from the situation. Yeah. So I dealt – the stress that I dealt with on the job really had nothing to do with the actual work. The stress that I dealt with was the stress of, you know, feeling stuck because, you know, a weekend I I knew that I this is this was not for me. Um, you know, I said a weekend – I worked there for seven months and it was like three, four days in, you know, I just – was not feeling it. Like I knew this was not a good fit. Um, and I had just started. So I knew that I couldn't just quit, you know, and I, I remember distinctly, you know, it was like my fourth or fifth day. My mom called me after I got off of work and I was on my way driving to the gym because I had to train clients still because I still worked uh, as, a, as a trainer. And she asked me how it went. And like, I almost started crying because I felt so trapped. You know, it, I, I, it, it was sucking the life out of me. I left there feeling depressed every day because I just, I felt, I mean, trapped is the best word to describe it. And that's what was causing me stress, you know, and it was affecting my mood outside of there. Like I said, I mean, I would leave, it'd be a nice sunny day, you know, leaving at four o'clock and I would walk out just in the dumps, you know, just so sad because I felt like I was wasting my life not doing what I was supposed to be doing that kind of stress. And I dealt with it the same way Sarah just said that she deals with it when she gets overwhelmed, remove yourself from the situation. I left. It took me seven months. I stuck, I stuck it out a little bit and, and, and gave, you know, what I thought, 
you know, I gave them plenty of notice. You know, I think I told them five or six months in that I would be quitting, but I would stay until they found a replacement for me. So I gave them plenty of time. I didn't give them a two week notice. I just let them know that it wasn't going to be for me long term. And as soon as I had that conversation with my boss, as soon as I told them that, you know, this, this isn't where I was going to be long term, it's not for me. And I knew that there was an end in sight. The stress left, even though I was still working there for two months more, you know, just knowing that I wasn't trapped anymore, removing myself from that, that situation, that, that environment of, of feeling trapped, the stress was gone. So you have to ask yourself, what is causing the stress? And you have to do something about it. Maybe you are in the wrong job. Maybe you need to change the scenery, you know, or maybe you're just overwhelmed. You know, like Sarah said, Sarah loves her job. So she doesn't have that problem. Her, her stress comes from a totally different place. So it's a different way to deal with it. But at the end of the day, the principles are the same. You have to do something. Like I said, some stress is good, but it's when it's overwhelming and overflowing other aspects. That's when you have to do something about it. So you got anything to add with stress? No. No? I was first. Okay. I just didn't know if there's anything you wanted to add. Not. No? Okay. So that was our t- that was our top five. So we had fitting the meals in the timetable. We had the extended sitting, lack of energy, poor food choices, and stress. And we talked about how we beat every single one of them, how to work around every single one of them. Would you say that anything I said was unrealistic to be able to perform in corporate America? No. So the you know trail mix, protein shakes, if you're on the go for four to five, six, seven hours straight, you know, being able to fit in a shake or, you know, a handful of trail mix here and there. Is that unreasonable? No. Okay. Extended sitting, getting up just to stay, even if it's just standing up for 30 seconds, every 15 minutes or going for a walk to the bathroom every half an hour or whatever it may be, just getting up and moving your legs. Is that unreasonable? You can literally just stand up. Okay. So there's two for two. I'm already going to go along with this and say I agree with absolutely everything you said. Could you just humor me? Could you just humor me? (laughs) We have three more. I just want – this is called a wrap-up, Sarah. You ever do those in college when you have to make a conclusion? You have to go over your main points? Okay? No, because that's – Yeah, that's what you do in a conclusion. Yeah, we were told that we don't write like that It's bringing it full circle, bringing it all together. Jeez. You have a degree and everything. You should know these things. I think I don't have time to waste. Shush, shush, shush your face. Shush your face. Sit down. (laughs) Three, lack of energy to go to the gym. Could you wake up and go before work? No, my gym's not open at that time. (laughs) A lot of gyms are. You have a membership to another gym that is open that early, and it's really close to our house. Yes, I could wake up. You could. You could just wake up and go for a walk. Yes, I agree. You can Move do on. That. Number four. Poor food choices. Prepare your food. Proper to- preparation prevents piss poor performance. Yes. Agree. It does. Move on. Number you five. You can take all your meals to work with you. Have them ready to go. Number five. Stress. We just went over that one. Remove yourself from the situation. Ask yourself what's causing the stress. And fix it. Yes. Five for five. None of that's unreasonable. High five. That's how you navigate corporate America to make sure you can be the healthiest version of yourself. Good Good job. Would you like to do the conclusion since you totally botched 
the introduction. In conclusion, you should listen to us because we're very smart. Thank you. Wow. That was great. <laughs> You're supposed to do like the send off. Not like, I mean, I just did the conclusion. You just said you want to do the conclusion. Like the, like the <laughs> outro. You botched the intro. You got to send oh. us off. That's all, folks. What are you, Porky Pig? <laughs> Seriously right now? Until next time, if you want to hear from us more, let us know. You are terrible. <laughs> you have to tell these people. Like, I appreciate you for listening. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, if you found it helpful, like it and share it. Send it to your friends at the office. Send it to your family members. Have you ever at- seen that show, The Office? It's funny. <sighs> It's late. I'm so tired. It's late. It's 8.26. <laughs> I'm usually getting home from work on some like this time on some days. But no, seriously, if you know people that work in corporate America, they're battling with some of this stuff, send this to them. Help them. Share the show. We're trying to grow the show, and it is growing, so I appreciate you guys for doing that. Like the show. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave a five-star review. I'd appreciate it. Or just give me, me any feedback whatsoever. Would be appreciated. So like this, share it, subscribe. And um, we have a new sponsor to the show. Yes. Don't we, Sarah? Yeah, we do. Would you like to cover the commercial, the advertisement for our new sponsor? I don't have an advertisement yet. So go, go ahead. I'm putting you on the spot here. That's just rude. Go. Um, Sarah Roy Realty. Ooh. What's that? I'm a realtor in Rochester Hills, or really anywhere in Michigan that you need a realtor. Anywhere in Michigan. You go show a house in the UP? I can find them somebody that will. <laughs> I'm licensed okay. in the state of Michigan. Right. I'm just learning. Buy, sell. Buy, sell, and homes. Whatever you Honestly, need. though, Sarah Roy Realty. I've known this girl for over seven years. She's a hustler. She is a hard worker. Wheeling and dealing. She will get you... I mean, she's just, she'll be, I, I, I'm not just saying this because she's my wife. I know that she will kill this. This is like, she was born to be a real estate agent. Like all of her qualities fit perfectly with being a real estate agent. And she loves real estate. She, for the last four years, like she just looks at houses in her spare time. Like she just, <laughs> yeah. She'll send me houses like just randomly. I'm like, we just bought a house. Why are you saying this to me? Because I love it. Because she loves it. Passion. That's it. So Sarah Roy Realty, buying, selling homes in our lovely state of Michigan. She's got you covered. And until next time, GP, send us out. Boom! Second by second, you lose the opportunity to become the person you want to be. Or you can stop making excuses and take charge of your fucking life.